Blessings to you, my brother or sister, on this 17th and a little belated episode of the Good Morning God podcast. As is tradition, I am your host, the Brazilian mountaineer and missionary, Lucas A.M. Swisher. Thank you so much for joining me on this fine morning, afternoon, evening, or night, as I try to remind you, a week later than usual, that the best part of waking up isn't coffee in your cup, but asking God what's up. Pray that this moment of reflection gives you a little break amidst the busyness or monotony of your day as I try to navigate, as you try to navigate the game of life, maybe as we try to navigate the game of life and this holiday season, because you, my friend, are not alone. So in our last moment together, I talked about my favorite video game movie and an excellent book that I still need to read, Ready Player One, and how it can show us the path to having true connection with others through a passionate cause, solid friendship, and unconditional love. Today I want to talk about the elephant in the room, 2020. Probably the worst year ever. To some of us, it's just plain old of the devil. To others, it's a pretty blatant sign of the end times. And to many of us, well, we have no idea what's going on. I will say to me, it's been like someone picked me up and squeezed me over and over and over again like a sponge. And what came out with each squeeze? Well, with each challenge and difficulty... Setback. Sometimes it's been frustration, sometimes joy, sometimes anger. But with all I felt, I've realized that much of it was my own making, really. It's revealed that what's on the inside comes out a lot of ways. Uh, For example, it's revealed my disorganization, which is part of the reason I'm releasing this episode much later than planned. The other part being that I hurt my neck last week and it took me a little longer to recover and focus on the tasks at hand. For most of the year, I've also recognized my natural inability to live my life 100% of the time at home and how much accountability, human contact that I really need to work and to do ministry effectively. Now, it's not all been bad as 2020 has given me a deeper desire to connect online and digitally actually helped me to be more comfortable using Zoom and Skype and you know those video conferencing apps and programs that personally I have found to be awkward amidst lag and interrupting and talking over one another. But how about you? What has the year revealed about you? Has it, how has it made you felt? You know, maybe like me, you've had a hard time focusing on the positives. During many, many months of quarantining and social distancing, during a pandemic brought on by a virus that's really rocked our world to the point that now there are like 67 million people infected and, and, and it's killed one and a half million people worldwide. You know, for me, the coronavirus or Voldemort, as some of my friends call it, has greatly affected two countries that are super important to me and my family. The U.S., where the majority of our family and friends reside, and Brazil, where I currently serve as a missionary and pastor. But I, I know I'm not alone, as this crisis that many of us have been dealing with or trying to work around for most of this year, yet has it really been all that bad? When you think about it, you know, when I think about 2020 being a year of crisis, it makes me think of a few things. First of all, I was recently listening to a Brazilian pastor preach about crisis and realized that this word in Portuguese is actually very similar to the word for cocoon, crisi, and the word crisisilis. I don't think I'm saying it right, but that's as close as it's going to get. And, uh, you know, as this pastor brought it up, I thought it was kind of an interesting comparison because both words are about experiencing transformation. One of those is, you know, a transformation that's usually negative, and the other is, you know, crisilis is a cocoon, which is a positive transformation for a butterfly where it gets to 
fly after it's been living on the ground for so long. But those two words also talk about how, you know, we aren't the same after we experience them. Both of them, in fact, a crisis and a cocoon are an opportunity. You know, also when we look at the Latin word meaning for crisis, its definition is to reach a point of decision. Most of the time we see the difficulty or bad circumstances as the crisis itself, but in reality, it isn't. Instead, the crisis is the moment where life or God or a situation is simply asking us a question. What are you going to do about this? Or maybe it's asking us, who are you going to be through this? You know, I remember the first relational crisis I faced during high school in the beginning of my sophomore year. Um, my first girlfriend, my first real girlfriend, broke up with me over the phone. And it kind of came out of nowhere. But afterwards, upon hanging up the phone, I actually felt peace. And in my realization of my newfound freedom and having a new perspective, I soon gave and devoted my life completely to Christ and followed him. It was an answer to prayer that I didn't know needed answered. You know, this was even after having been a Christian for three years prior when I first decided to follow God and, uh, you know, attending church and trying to be a good person, etc. But, but in this moment when all of a sudden I didn't have a girlfriend and I had a lot of extra free time, a lot of extra money, uh, you know, I, I gave my whole life to him. And that following year was one of the best and most foundationally spiritual lives of my life. And, you know, sometimes difficult times, tragedies, and crisis, well, they don't always result in positive feelings of peace. Often we're left either blaming ourselves or trying to blame someone else. I know for many Christians, including friends and family of mine, um, we try to attribute what we're going through as the, the quote-unquote devil's schemes, which is, of course, the case sometimes. And in a general way, whether we believe in God or the devil or we don't, there's something usually happening in a situation beyond our understanding or control. Usually, though, we will fall into two types of camps, either a fake devil behind every bush or a bush hiding every real devil in our lives. As in, instead of facing our adversity head-on and trying to understand ourselves or resolve it, we look for someone to blame or we end up blaming ourselves and, in our shame, just try to survive. Either way you look at it, though, let me suggest this that oftentimes the answer to who's responsible is both us and them. Yeah, the devil, circumstance, your boss, or outside forces normally don't have your best interest at heart, but instead are thinking of for themselves, uh, about themselves. But in the same way, in all of this, aren't you and I also putting our own interests above someone else's? Yet again, crisis, difficulty, the bush hiding the devil, etc., those moments are all opportunities, and it can indicate the direction of our path and the condition of our heart. You know, some time ago, I was talking to my good friend Ryan Straby about a time that he was dealing with difficulty in the midst of trying to help out at his church and find his purpose in ministry, in a, in a ministry that he loved doing. And he had this to say in the text. He said, while he was doing this ministry at church, he even felt attacked by Satan in that role which made me, this is Ryan speaking, even more aware that it was the right thing for me to do. However, with the world as it is today, these are more difficult questions to answer. Perhaps it's time for me to reevaluate or meditate on what could be next for me by taking up this challenge to figure out what brings me joy and put it to work. Crises are a time to love, to protect, to help others, but also a chance of, self of self-reflection and to ask ourselves if we truly are headed down the right path. 
The crisis itself is not actually the issue because often you can't control what happens or what is done to you and despite you through others. All you can control is how you react, the decisions you make to offer love or hate, joy or anger, peace or disunity, patience or impatience, kindness, and many of the different fruits of our lives that either come from following God and living in His Spirit or living life by our own strength. It all really comes down to who we follow. You know, in the midst of crisis, there's a scripture that sometimes comes to mind, and it gives me comfort, helping me to focus not on the things I can't control, but on the one who is always in complete control of each and every situation. The scripture is found in Isaiah chapter 43, verses 1 and 2, and it says this, But now, this is what the Lord says, He who created you, he who formed you, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One, your Savior. I think some of us can say that this year we've passed through some very deep waters and at times felt like we were drowning that we have felt like the fire of so many burning situations in our lives, not just in our personal lives, but in our country, in the political realm, in society. There's fires everywhere. But you know what? If we today choose to trust, believe in, and follow God through Jesus Christ, we can and will overcome together. He has already overcome our greatest challenges, and now we can do it together. So if you're willing, it would be great If you could make that decision today, make a choice, maybe just for today, and then just daily make that choice to follow and trust in the midst of crisis, in Christ, in God, in others around you, in your family. And I hope that you take time to share your crisis, your perspective, your thoughts and feedback with me, with someone. You know, I want to tell you today, as I tell you every week, you can write me personally on Facebook, on Twitter. You can connect with me and our joiners on our Discord as well. Feel free to check out our links to these in the show notes. If you prefer to use your voice, why not give us a call, 929-GMG-GUYS. Leave a message uh, to answer or ask a question or share your own story. Also, as pretty much every podcast tells you over and over again, please like, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, and Stitcher. Help me to connect and encourage more potential joiners around the globe. And finally, check out my sister and partner podcast, The Good Morning Guys, where every week, Pat, Mark, Ronnie, and I talk about the game of life amidst the other games and nerdy stuff we love to watch and play. Alrighty then, my beloved friends, family, and joiners, this is not our final discussion on dealing with crisis, but until next time, go get your good morning this week, and may God bless and guide your lives as you seek to be a blessing to others. Ate mai si, Deus abensoi.